0: Jonathan. Jonathan. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are we? Good. How are you? Good. Um, So not as fun as Russia, which is it's a tough bar to compete with for our first pod. But still really, really exciting Turkish Grand Prix here. I I thought this this race had a lot of championship implications and uh, it let it let it for the most part had some drama at the end and it lived up to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought, um, not every single race can be Monza can be what Sochi was last race in Russia. As you said, you know, we, we talked about it in the pre-race pod, but historically it can be a little bit of a, of a, of a train here, um, without any overtaking. So yeah. Um, still fun kind of around like the, 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 pit strategy point, but yeah. Um, yeah, we got some pre is, is, is over.
0: It's over, um, and uh, no, for the the first thirty or so laps, there was just not much to hang your hat on as a as a content producing podcast. Uh, we were struggling a bit to to think of interesting angles, but uh, we got we got some. I think you texted me at lap thirty four, like uh, shoot, like this is definitely not Russia, and it wasn't. But um, we had some battle um, battles early with um, with Lewis and Checo. Lewis made a move. checo countered it was two just two great drivers going back and forth that was fun and that was about when Lewis was making his way up up from tenth uh, or eleventh that he started at and trying to move into the points there
1: yeah no I mean there there were some battles I think um you really just saw strengths of cars in this race I mean uh we can get into immediately the reaction right here um, and and not wait till the end but you know, obviously, Valtteri Bottas um, comes away with the win here in Turkey. Um, so, so kudos to him. I think he's showing pace after he decided to leave and go to Alpha, or, or rather, maybe Mercedes decided that he should leave with uh, getting George Russell <laughs> in there. But like Bottas has a great race, and then to to, to give the listener an idea of the results off the bat, um, Max Verstappen finishes second. And surprisingly, and I don't think either one of us had, had, had him in our predictions, Sergio Perez holds off both nope. Charles Leclerc and, as you, as you pointed out, mostly throughout the race and most importantly for the championship hunt, holds off Lewis Hamilton, who finishes in fifth. But, but, but Sergio Perez rounds it out on the podium in P3, which, was, which is a pretty interesting, um, in, in interesting podium grip.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, not all too surprising given, like, like the teams involved and the drivers involved to see the, these three, especially with Lewis starting with the engine penalty. Um, but, it, yeah, it was very interesting at the end uh, how, um, how the pit stops played into it. I think that's going to be the biggest story. Other than Valtteri getting his first race this year, um, first win this year, um, was the decision to bring Lewis in and um, to pit there. And and ultimately dropped those two spots to I mean, it's hard to say, but it, it definitely felt like the way Leclerc's pace draw, uh, like just was there like he could have had that third spot potentially. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, shoot, that was uh, that was my prediction. I had um, I had Max Verstappen winning. I had Botox at at number two. And I just thought on Thursday before before everything, I was like. Leclerc has to have some breakthrough. I know you were talking some crap on Leclerc, saying maybe Sainz was better than Leclerc. Um, so <laughs> I'm glad he, I'm glad he pulled through. But yeah, um, he he kind of pulled a little bit of a lando with ten laps to go in this race chase, where he was told by his pits it wasn't it wasn't um, forced by by the Ferrari pit wall for them to say hey you got to come in, but they said one of those kind of cheeky hey, what do you think about putting on some new tires? It's funny how they kind of dance around the truth with some of these drivers because these drivers are so yeah. um, competitive that they're like, they're not telling them, hey, you need to pit. They're like, Charles, what do you think? And, of course, it's like the driver's the one who knows the track. The person sitting on the side doesn't know how it feels at that moment. But, yeah, Leclerc pulled a Lando and, and, and Chase told him, like, no, I'm not going to pit, and it and it came to bite him, although it wasn't. As bad as Lando sliding off the track last race, but <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so funny because it's communication is so important, and this is the height of of racing. And you'd think there there would be a better way, or like at least they'd be able to swallow their egos in in the hopes of, of finishing better. But they they still have to treat like the. <laughs> the drivers with the kid gloves and 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 really try to to use the power of persuasion but i thought it was funny when um leclerc leclerc was actually looking for real info when he was on those tires and um and yeah. valtteri had come in he's like realistically like where am i finishing if i if i don't pay and they're like well as long as you you keep valtteri behind you uh you'll finish p1 <laughs> like it's like it, from an engineering pit wall standpoint it's like no, duh. Like, of course that's the case. But, like, it's it was an interesting, like, mental game of, like, trying to convince him to come in. Um, yeah,
1: that's where we're going to miss, like, Kimi Raikkonen because, because if, uh, if a, um, like, team team engineer or, 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 or crew partner uh, said some of that stuff to Kimi Raikkonen over the years, he would just call him an idiot. Like, if, if Kimi Raikkonen <laughs> asked his guy, you know, like Leclerc did, right, where he's like, I actually want to know with the with the lap times that i'm putting on right now if we don't pit given like the question was given the other splits behind me because at that point charlotte claire was leading the race with you know 10 laps to go or so um, and and you're right like yeah <laughs> communication's so important because the guy just just wanted <laughs> well if you keep this if you keep Valtteri behind you you're going to win like no duh obviously that's what he's looking in his mirror but he wants to know realistically <laughs> like Valtteri had better pace than him and you saw it happen. I mean, we'll get into it later on our kind of lap by lap. But we wanted to initially just give reactions here on our second race pod. Um, but yeah, Charles Leclerc says no, and then he pits a little bit too late, and then comes up in fourth, which uh, stings a little bit. Again, as I said, because it was our first round of race predictions, and I felt pretty good if I if I got the Leclerc, like Bottas for Stappen, that's pretty easy to predict. You had Norris as kind of your sneaky. I think you had him in, in the third spot, right, Chase? What What was your prediction? I
0: had him. I had him too. Wow. I had. Um, we both have Max winning it. I had. I had Lando in the second spot, and I had um, Valtteri third. So we both got two to three podium placement, which is great. I'm I'm taking that to the bank, but um, but yeah, we we missed out on the Perez um, sneaking in there, which I think is totally fair for a first race prediction. <laughs>
1: Should we do should we do like like a point system? I was thinking about it during the race to kind of make it competitive and we only have at this point, what, six races to go? But but between I'd love you to. and I on our predictions, and I was thinking like we can't really do like three, two, one, right? Because then you're just gonna choose Lewis or Max to win every week, and you'd rather get the three points than the one yeah. for your kind of advantageous, you know, third place, you know, random pick with like Lando or Charles. So I was thinking like maybe like a point per or something like that. And then if you get it spot on, you said Valtteri was going to finish P1, you get a bonus point for for getting it actually on the place, which I don't think either of us did. So I think we're we're, we're, we're two and two on this thing. Although I was, you were farther off with Lando. Lando ends up finishing, I think, P7, right? Um,
0: Yeah, and really didn't have much. I mean, the McLarens um weren't looking great today ricardo drove well and i thought they they, we'll get into it but he pitted first and was able to to make some place places up and and push for for in the points and into 10th but ultimately just lost the tires at the end and was kind of bambying around the track but uh, no it was definitely um a ferrari over mclaren day in in terms of how these cars were performing
1: yeah i mean i think like we talked about off the top on the pod. It was a it was a two horse race. Um, Ferrari was 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 in there. I mean, Carlos Sainz had a hell of a drive today. He started in 19th place. You know, Daniel Ricciardo post his abysmal qualifying um, result. He qualified 16th. Uh, so he so he very um, reasonably said, all right, screw it. I'm going to get an engine replacement here. So he went to the back of the grid and started P20. But Carlos Sainz went from you know, nineteenth to finishing right behind Lando in eighth. And I think he very deservingly so won driver of the day for the polls. I mean the Ferrari looked really good here and I'm and I'm and I'm curious, you know, what that is with that car. This was a a a race that compared to Russia had a ton of elevation. It was it was fun to watch. I mean the actual like what'd you think of the track?
0: I thought the track was awesome. I mean, like yeah, not like too many (laughs) passing opportunities like we talked about, but the elevation added some, some interesting wrinkles. And that first turn is, is super fun Um, uh, right off the bat and, and sort of came into play Um, at the end there. I know Lewis was using it to his advantage a lot, making up placements.
1: Yeah, I think, I think this is a great track for a new, um, a new fan of formula one to see the racing lines. You know, you're watching, we talked about turn eight, right, which is the Diabolica where there's basically four turns and you're, you're keeping your foot on the throttle. It's like a medium speed, uh, you know, apex basically, quadruple apex, right, turn is what they call it. And yeah. you're seeing guys, Chase, like take these racing lines that if you went to K1 speed or you were racing go-karts, like you, you would think, oh, I'm just going to kind of grip the right side of the barrier, right, and just make it really tight around the turn. But they're going to the top and then cutting through. And if you don't know those sort of things, I mean, that that talks about the actual sport, which I don't think we get into enough um, with this, you know, with Formula One coverage in general, is that that's where these guys separate themselves from every other racer in the world is how they study and analyze the track. And it's pretty interesting to see, the, the lines that these drivers took on this track since there were so many, you know, undulating hills on this track where they have to make a really interesting decision on what angle they're going to take for turns. And it can be the difference of five, you know, tenths on a lap, which will be very important for the for the grand scheme.
0: And I think for this race in particular, what was super interesting was, was the weather. I mean, it wasn't raining like Russia, but there was a lot of, like, wet- wetness on the track. And with that undulation, like, where that water is falling. So, like, on turns where, like... I saw Leclerc, he, who who had when he ultimately let Valtteri through, he just had to be on the high side of the turn just because of the the dr- it was drier up there, and uh, with those weaker tires, he he couldn't grip it down there. So having that element of the of the water on the track made those like curvy turns even more interesting, where you had to really not just know know the track well, but know how the track played with weather and know how your tires are holding up.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. It, it was. You know, one of the first times this year where I was hearing the commentators talk a lot about drivers trying to find puddles, you would think they would want to stay away from puddles, but to your point, um, you know, in our pre-race podcast, we talked about how this this track specifically is really, really hard on your tires. Um, I think the rain helped that. If it was dry, it would have been even worse. Um, I think the pace, just by being on the on the intermediate, you know, wet tires, you're, you're not pushing it as hard as you would if it was a dry track. Um, but drivers, once their tires started to heat up, they were looking for puddles to cool down their tires, because if your tires heat up too much, I mean, you, it just depends on the track, but for here, that would be a disadvantage. Um, and you just burn through your tires way quicker, which could cause you to have to do two pit stops or even three pit stops in this race. Um, so that was an interesting thing to, 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 to learn as, as, as a viewer is that some of these drivers are actually looking for wet spots on the track to cool their cars down um, when it's raining and when it has the elements like the like the Istanbul Park here is in, in Turkey, where it just really really degrades your tires.
0: No, hundred percent. Super interesting stuff there. Um, what were your thoughts on on the decision to bring Lewis in, and and sort of how Lewis reacted in the moment, and then ultimately like the drama afterwards, and and how pissed he was um, in that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know this is an interesting pod where where last time we're, we went lap by lap. I think Chase, it may make sense for us to kind of just jump in and and and, and mention kind of some some interesting points, no matter what the what lap it really was. Like we're not going to take them all the way through it because cause like you said, it it wasn't Russia. It wasn't something where you where you need to kind of get you know what happened lap by lap or or every ten laps. You know, there was something in Russia here. A lot of the excitement was around, what, lap 34, lap 35. And then at the end, with 10 laps to go, to your point with Lewis Hamilton, kind of the final pit decision where you're getting close to the finish line with Lewis. Same with Charles, right? They both had people on their, on their radios saying, hey, we think you should pit. And both of them said no. Um, yeah. And both of them weren't ultimately happy. So, so, so with 10 laps to go or so, Charles Leclerc is, is leading the race. Um, Max Verstappen, I believe, is in second place, and then Lewis Hamilton is in third. I think he got past Sergio Perez, and um, both of them get get radio calls. Lewis Hamilton gets a call from from you know his 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 crew chief, and it's we think you should pit. And Lewis Hamilton says, "Why in the world would we pit?" Um, very very similar to to, <laughs> to Russia, where he said, "I don't want to pit. That's ridiculous." Charles Leclerc yeah. says the same thing. And we talked about it at the top of the pad. He, he said no to his crew, crew, crew wall as well, that he's not going to pit and he just wants to keep on the same tires. Lewis ends up pitting and finishes fifth. You know, um, So I think he's probably in the post race type stuff going to be throwing a little bit of shade at the Mercedes strategy um, because he probably could have kept that third spot if he hadn't pitted. Yeah.
0: Hundred percent. I mean, he was. He kept on his radio. They kept cutting to him, and he's like, like bleeping out his his cursing. He's like, "Why the fuck were we pitting? We had points. We left points on the table." And especially as he saw uh, Leclerc pit and then ultimately lose lose pace and and have Sergio pass him up. He's like, "What? Well, I, I, these tires aren't like." doing anything like it, it ultimately i think they were predicting more rain than happened at the end which it's tough you know you're making weather decisions with with people that aren't are like amateur meteorologists so it's it's um it's a kind of a, a guessing game there but it, i mean his team sort of screwed him i i i the, these are interesting points to leave on the board so i i think the difference would have been so he's ultimately behind um Behind Max now, he's six points off um, the championship lead. So had he not um, pitted and ultimately got that third place, do you know how many points that would have been trying to do the rough calculations in my head?
1: Yeah. um, You know, finishing third um, gets you – 15 points finishing second gets you 18 points and finishing first gets you 25. So the difference between third, say, which was, which would be 15 points, um, it'd be a five point swing. So he would have gotten five more points. So therefore to your, to your overall point, um, he would only be Back one point, point off of, or, or yeah, one point, I think one point off cause it'd be five point difference from third to fifth off
0: of max and that's a and that's a fastest lap right there so True. that's yeah, you can just
1: get that, that in a fast
0: lap so yeah that's a i mean those points could come back to bite them but um but yeah the, i mean i it's interesting lewis trusted his 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 pit wall last last race in russia and it, and it paid off so it's it's not something that um that it, it's easily like next time I'm not going to listen to my crew, even though he he's probably thinking same that.
1: thing, you know, same thing with Leclerc. Leclerc had the same, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, that, that both of those radio calls happened at the same time essentially. And Leclerc also said no. Um, and, and pushed it a couple laps too, too long. And then ultimately lost all of his pace to the point where he got passed by Botas. He was going to get passed by max and then pitted. And then he finishes fourth. So they, they, they were very close for the Ferrari to actually slip behind Lewis um, at that point. And that allowed Sergio Perez to just be steady Eddie and get a, a, a much needed podium placement because Sergio Perez has been extremely underwhelming this season comparative to Max Verstappen's pace, which is, you know, God level pace. He's just an incredible racer. Um, but, you know, kudos to, to, to Valtteri Bottas. I mean, you have two rebels um, on the podium in second and third place. And it'll probably be a win that much like Valtteri Bottas's career at Mercedes gets extremely overlooked because people will, will like to hone in on the, I guess, yeah. disappointment of a P5 result for Lewis Hamilton, which is crazy. I mean, think about how many drivers would be jumping for joy at a P5 result. And he, he did take a 10-point penalty. He didn't take a full yeah. engine penalty Lewis Hamilton did before this race. He took that 10-point penalty that we talked about on our pre-race pod where if you only replace a certain amount of items in your engine – you don't go to the back of the grid. You just get a ten place penalty off of your um, off of your qualifying result, which Lewis set a pole, which was pretty incredible. So Red Bull and Mercedes both were very strong in this track, and I yeah. think it almost is kind of like a wash. I mean, Lewis can be bummed at not getting that third spot. To your point, it would only be a one point separation, but now it's is it six? Are they six points separated?
0: Yeah, six points separated, which is yeah, yeah. which is, which it's, is gonna be it's interesting. Really it's it's still in that it, yeah, it's still in that uh, basically washed zone where they're gonna, I think, keep trading off that and that, that number one slot. Um, and uh, no, looking forward to Austin, where uh, where Lewis could ultimately take that back very easily. Both both drivers, I think, are in a good spot with their power units, where they're not going to be playing the the penalty taker rank game anymore, unless you you feel otherwise.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I think uh, not to um, manifest it, but if they if they get into another Lewis and and Max crash, um, that could cause another another engine replacement. Um, but I, I I think they should be in a good enough spot. They would only take another penalty if one of them, you know, the other person did it, right? So for some reason, Max got another yeah. engine replacement because. In a practice session in Austin, he's like, we are so far off the competitors. Something is absolutely wrong with our engine. You know, they would try to replace it. I would think that they would just yeah. do the 10-place penalty because these cars are still so much faster than so many of the, 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 the middle, middle of the pack groups. I mean, you saw Fernando Alonso had a pretty hard time getting pace. I know he had an issue off the bat on the first lap um, touching Pierre Gasly. But, like, the Mercedes and the Rebels, <laughs> and basically one other car per week the last couple of weeks it's been mclaren right they've been close to the top of the pack this week it was clearly ferrari and then mm-hmm. it's and then it's just a handful of teams that are decent i mean that's why formula 1 is challenging chase because it's like you've talked about it you kind of have to root for the yeah. midfield sometimes but sometimes when you're rooting for the midfield i mean that's a boring boring race
0: it's it's a tough one um i think the only really exciting part um was vettel and um <laughs> that crazy decision honestly um i know you had some thoughts on that and and uh, how the four-time world champion has been playing it
1: yeah i mean um so basically right around lap 38 so 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 groups are pitting daniel ricardo was the first group to pit their first car to pit rather um he was struggling to find pace he was stuck in 16th behind george russell the mclarens really struggled just to give kind of some some clarity on, on, on how the race progressed, but the McLarens really struggle on slow, medium speed corners. So tracks that have um, these sort of turns that we talked about where you're always on the throttle, but you're kind of lifting off. So you're, you're slow, medium, you're not pedal to the metal on a, on a straight in Italy, it's extremely fast and they have traditional straights chase. Um, And that's when McLaren's car just gets extremely fast. So that's where they where they'll do very well yeah. on a on a track like this, where you have a lot of turns and you're not pedaled to the metal. As I was saying, like Ferrari obviously is is in much better shape. So that'll be something we should key into in the future of the McLaren Ferrari fa- Ferrari battle, which is pretty interesting. But yeah, so so Daniel Ricardo pits in the early twenties, yeah, well, um, yeah. and has some pace, and then the commentators say he doesn't, and then he gets some pace back. I think it takes a while for those tires to get going on those intermediates for them to get competitive. But then the rest of the group pits around lap 34. Um, and you tell me, I mean, Sebastian Vettel, what was he thinking when he went to the mediums? It's uh, That must have been a driver decision, by the way. I don't think that the pit wall was like, let's throw on some non-rain tires for this rainy day.
0: Yeah. I have no clue. I I, I mean they really I uh, I think like the commentators were talking about like the pit wall has to trust their drivers with what they're feeling um because with that rain and when it's drying up or or when it's getting wetter like it's it's hard to get in real time information and you have to trust your drivers to know what they're feeling on the track. So his pit wall would, would definitely not recommend you go to a like a much less uh, strong grip tire but uh I don't know what maybe Vettel he's been very ornery and, and sort of like, I think desperate to get pace back. And I I think feeling like he, he, he should be in that mid mid three group with the, the McLarens and with the Ferraris. So maybe searching for an edge some way, somehow Um, he knows the track Mm -hmm. really well, obviously was had a lot of success last year here. Um, So, I think it was a matter of, of of trusting a veteran driver who knows the track, um, and then the veteran driver just having no clue on the rain and and kind of how that would factor in. Because yeah, after he, he got those mediums on, it was just downhill from there.
1: Yeah, and I think you're I think you're spot on. Um, I think he is really really trying to get some pace back. I think on the bigger picture, him going to Aston Martin. Um, I think he really thought he was he was going to a team that, like last year, was fighting for P3 in the championship from the constructors' uh, side. And they just haven't had the pace this year. Hopefully next year um, for Sebastian, he'll get another good car to race in. But I'm not even really going to blame the car so much. I think in general, he's had a couple of head-scratching moves this year. I, I don't think he's really driving necessarily the same way as he used to. Um, but that, that that naturally happens besides, I guess, Fernando Alonso, who seems to just be a super aggressive, super competitive racer. He'll probably be up until, until his 40s that way. <laughs> Seb is just a little bit more timid, I feel like. And he seems to get into a lot of, like, wheel-to-wheel battles with guys and, and will touch wheels, I think, similar to what he did today with Carlos Sainz, which is not a big infraction. But, you know, I, he he decided, like you said, to, to to go with the mediums. I think he thought the track was drying a little bit quicker than than it really was, and I would say he pulled a half Lando. We'll, we'll give that as our scale. Lando in, in Russia was sliding off <laughs> like bowling pins, and um, Seb was 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 doing a half Lando. I mean, he was like he to get into the pit lane once he made once he realized he made a mistake, which was in half of a lap. Um, it took him like four tries just to get in through the front of the front of the, front of the pit lane because um, he was sliding all over the place. So. A little bit embarrassing for Seb, but I think he was just trying to find some sort of
0: advantage. <laughs> I, I, I listen. I, we talked about it earlier. Like the the midfield is so um, it's such a clusterfuck. There's just so little like variance week to week that if you can cut some way to get pace, like. I'm into being a kind of a high variance move. Like if it had played out and the track had dried up like super fast, probably not happening, but he would have looked like the driver of the day and, and probably could have made up a few paces. Yeah, no,
1: you're, you're, you're totally right. Like you, you need to do everything you possibly can to just get an inch, you know, or a second rather, you know, ahead of, of your competitors, especially with, when you're in the midfield. Um, and, and, and Formula One is, is crazy because it's not like this is like the NBA or the NFL where you talk to like a coach after the game and they tell you, you know, the game plan and what they specifically were keying in on. And they'll just change it next game, you know, five on five basketball. Yeah. Like we really thought we were going to key in on this player and this weakness. And it just didn't work out today. And you're like, OK, well, at least that coach was going for that. In Formula One, all these guys are on an island. You know, they're like a cornerback out there. And it's like, you're getting interviewed after the game. Like, what the hell were you thinking on that play? You know, that's like these racers at the end. So Seb is definitely going to get a bunch of questions. Like, why would you go to a medium tire, medium dry tire when it didn't stop raining? Basically for the whole race, it was sprinkling the whole time. Um, But yeah, he's just, you're trying to get one thing right. um, Just to get that kind of P2 result that like Seb got here last year. You know, he finished... I think he finished on the podium last year, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're spot he on. Did. I mean, the, the 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 middle of the pack, you really have to try to find some sort of advantage. And honestly, nobody found that today. I think it was it was a very static race for everybody in the middle of the pack. The interesting racer to me was Carlos Sainz. I mean, he really he went from twentieth and finished eighth. And honestly, with maybe two more laps, would have passed Lando Norris. Um, so the Ferrari was extremely impressive here, and yeah, you know, it, it was just uh, it was just a good race from Ferrari. I'm interested to see how the Ferrari McLaren battle occurs in Austin, and we'll touch on that in our pre-race for Austin. But yeah, fun race, fun race. Yeah, those today.
0: teams. Yeah, super fun, super fun. Um, better than we thought halfway through the race or a third of the way through the race it was going to be. Um, Valtteri drove an awesome race. He didn't really put a, a foot in the wrong place, as they say. Um, so hats off to him. Uh, maybe that will be a good last send off. Maybe he'll pick up another win. At, probably he's at, at least going to pick up another podium um, at the end of the season, but um, as a good way to kind of stick it to Mercedes for, for <laughs> not shiving him, but uh, moving on without him. Um, so
1: It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. And I know, I know before we kind of, close it out. I know we wanted to talk about standings, right. For drivers and for constructors, but you're talking about Valtteri. Um, you know, Mercedes still cares about the constructors championship. Um, so Valtteri winning today and holding off max, like that's something that he won't get enough praise for just because Lewis finished P five. And that's like insane to people whenever he finishes, not in, in the lead or at least number two, but, there's still yeah. a race there. I mean, there's 36 points between them, which if you have a super strong day where it's 1-2 Red Bull or 1-2 Mercedes, that can keep on going back and forth. So this is going to be similar to like the wild card with the Dodgers and the Giants. Like You're going to be seeing little one game or one point for, for Formula 1, one point, two point swings between the championship drivers as well as these teams. Um, they're going to go back and forth. And I think it's going to be the tightest championship battle in the last five or ten years uh to the last race. So I'm really, really excited to, to 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 see how that plays out.
0: No, I I can't wait for that. It's yeah, it's close it's close at that top. I mean it McLaren's up on Ferrari with basically eight eight points, eight and a half points. So that that battle is as, as close as can be. So no it it's super fun. It's it's just great to be able to tune into racing each week and, and have real stakes on the line other than there's always stakes, but, like, oftentimes it's it's sort of, like, for the technical geeks or, like, really nerdy Formula One people who, who take their hat off to a great great drive, but it ultimately doesn't <laughs> correlate to what American sports fans would feel as, like, winning and losing, you know, uh, where you have the real, like, win and lose, like, competition at the top here, which is great.
1: Yeah, and and it's, like, you know we'll have to be keeping our eyes out for, for what these number two drivers do. You know, we always talk about Valtteri, but it maybe Sergio Perez has a little bit of pace here in the final six races, you know, as we head to Austin and then his home Grand Prix in Mexico city um, you know, if Sergio Perez can get competitive and if Valtteri Botas can get competitive, they can help their lead drivers by like in this instance, Valtteri Botas I guess holds off Max Verstappen here. Um, That would have been another big point swing if Max Verstappen picks up seven more points uh, by winning today's race, you know? Um, And the same thing with Sergio Perez holding off Lewis Hamilton. I mean, these guys are really, really going to come into play and they're not going to be told to, 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 you know, basically hold up their teammates. So it's going to be a team game um, for those number two drivers. And even like you said, they're, they're, Seven and a half point or eight point difference between McLaren and Ferrari with, with six races to go. Um, we're going to see how these guys really compete. Um, Carlos Sainz getting back into the points today, although it was only a couple of points when you finish in eighth. That matters. Um, and also the fact, that, the fact that Leclerc missed out on that podium. Like That would have been a really, really big swing if he finished first, second, or third, and he ends up finishing fourth. So that's pretty huge for McLaren on a track that they really, really struggled with. So. Um, definitely some, some bigger picture stuff for us to look out for, for the next six races.
0: Well, Johnny, this was an awesome second recap. Um, it, it, was, it was really fun to do the, the pre-race stuff just to get, I think, ourselves prepared for the race. And I think it, it added a lot of enjoyment. So um, for people listening in, tune in. Um, we'll, we'll do an Austin extravaganza um, prior to the Austin Grand Prix, which will be a fun to have the U.S. one. Um, and then we'll, we'll recap that. But uh, I, I thought this was good. I think we're getting our our, uh, our sea legs on the podcast, Johnny.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that the pre-race is a really fun one to do because it talks about other stuff besides just putting it all in the race to, to provide some some excitement and content, like you said, Chase. Um, so, if, if for our handful of listeners that have had a, that have do- dove into um, Formula One, definitely recommend listening to the pre-race, and then we're just going to really be focusing on race results for these recaps. But yeah, exciting race, and I'm 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 very much looking forward to seeing how these teams uh,
0: compete in Austin. Perfect. Well, have a great rest of your Sunday, Johnny. Uh, We'll be talking soon. All righty. Thanks, Chase. See ya.